Time now for the Rural News with Susan Murray in Kirikirirua. Kia ora, Susan. In a young cyclone-affected Hawke's Bay, farmer has something to celebrate. He certainly does. Partoka beef and sheep farmer Patrick Crawshaw, whose property was devastated by Cyclone Gabriel, has just won the East Coast FMG Young Farmer of the Year contest and will compete for the National Young Farmer of the Year title in July. The Crawshaws have featured widely in the news during the emergency response. The Patoka and Risington communities have faced weeks of power outages and access is still limited, making shifting stock a challenging task. Patrick Crawshaw hadn't been to town since the cyclone and says they had multiple backup plans, depending on the weather, on how to leave the farm so he could compete in Dannyburg. Yeah, we had a tractor and trailer option or a dinghy option to um, get out to the other side and, and make our way to Dannyburg, but yeah, it was my first first trip away from our, our Partoka community and yeah, it sort of took a little while to, to flip that switch from the struggles and, and tribulations that we're dealing with and, and what's happening in, in Hawke's Bay and then switch into a competition mode and, um, and put your best foot forward in that environment. But we got there, obviously. I hadn't um, done been able to give it much justice um, in terms of thought and preparation, but in reality, the, the fact that that was the case. It, it, so it was quite a sort of freeing space to be in. So it was just go out there and, and do your best and have fun and um, quite a powerful position to be in, I think. Meanwhile, Patrick, Patrick Crawshaw says burnout and fatigue is setting in with farmers, business owners and staff, which is when mistakes happen. So he's conscious of managing workloads and keeping fresh. And he says the arrival of their two young girls back home a week ago after they'd been with family elsewhere for two weeks has been marvellous. It's one of those things like when you're the battles that we've got outside in our business and in the community, when you come in the front door and they're there and um, obviously naive to the situation, but they've got their own struggles of um, of a picture needing needing help drawing or um, the doll's clothes aren't fitting quite right. It puts a bit of perspective to what's going on and um, it gives you that dif- differentiation with, with the two paces and gives you that bit of clarity or, or distraction, which is much needed um, during the times that we're in. Patrick Crawshaw. Specialty dairy company Sinlay has lowered its milk forecast price for the current season. It's now expecting to pay farmers $8.50 per kilogram of milk solids, a 50 cent drop on its earlier forecast. Sinlay says demand in China has been slower to recover after the COVID-19 pandemic than expected. Global milk production has also picked up, pushing commodity prices down. Fonterra reduced its forecast milk price to a midpoint of $8.50 a kilo last month. Three more shipments of live cattle look set to depart New Zealand for China in the coming weeks before a complete ban on the trade comes in at the end of next month. When the government announced the ban on livestock exports by sea in 2021, it granted the sector a two-year transition period. Exports have continued in the interim, and in 2022, 134,000 live cattle were shipped to China, where they've been used for breeding purposes. Last week, the Act Party's uh, Act Party's primary industry spokesperson, Mark Cameron, put a member's bill into the ballot to repeal the ban on livestock exports. I sat in the select committee process. I, you know, I sat through submissions of both sides of the debate, evidently weighed up the odds, and I became acutely aware this is disproportionately 
hurting rural New Zealand. There's a myriad of things that are going on legislatively that are affecting farmers and their overall state of morale, which we've seen is, you know, you might say capitulated and is now in the bottom of the barrel. This is a wonderful economic earner. The practice can only be improved. Mark Cameron says if the industry was regulated under a gold standard, that would allow New Zealand to uphold its good reputation for animal welfare. He disagrees with the Agriculture Minister's views that the trade represents an unacceptable risk in a world where animal welfare is under increasing scrutiny. So far this year, 11,000 cattle have gone to China. A primary sector investment company with 54 properties in its portfolio is growing its orchard business. Craig Moore works mostly with international investors to manage more than 25,000 hectares of dairy, grazing, forestry and horticultural properties throughout New Zealand. In 2019, the company got approval to convert a 130-hectare sheep and beef farm in Central Hawke's Bay into an apple orchard, and Chief Operations Officer Reuben Casey says the first meaningful harvest on that property is now underway. Mr Casey says this year it's expanding its horticulture development in Gisborne with the recent purchase of a second property there. Well, we think there's good, again, good growing conditions, um, and we can develop that properly. It's not currently planted in apples or grapes, so we think there's opportunities to convert and make that uh, particular land more productive than what it is today. Reuben Casey says while Cyclone Gabriel and generally tougher growing conditions will dent returns for some crops, the long-term outlook is solid. He says Craigmore plans to keep looking at development opportunities to grow its apple portfolio in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne. The wine industry has undergone a brand refresh this year, which it says will help overseas customers build a connection with New Zealand wine. The season's grape harvest has just got underway and the sector wants to keep growing exports, which in the year to September 2022 hit $2 billion. Chief Executive Philip Gregan says this is the first brand refresh since 2006 and market research showed there were a few key attributes the industry should be promoting. The three key pillars that have been identified are around purity, innovation and care. Uh, So looking after the environment, looking after New Zealand, looking after our wines. So that are the pillars on which this has been built uh, and we think they resonate really well with our consumers and uh, provide a good platform for us to tell the New Zealand wine story. Philip Gregan says it's important the industry has a compelling brand positioning. Koe rā te purongo o te taiwhenua.